Awake, awake, put on thy strength, O Zion. Put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. This sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me and saw my works, Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways. Unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 30 on page 374. I will magnify thee, O Lord, for thou hast set me up, and not made my foes to triumph over me. O Lord, my God, I cried unto thee, and thou hast healed me. Thou, Lord, hast brought my soul out of hell. Thou hast kept my life, that I should not go down into the pit. Sing praises unto the Lord, O ye saints of his, and give thanks unto him for a remembrance of his holiness. For his wrath endureth but the twinkling of an eye, and in his pleasure is life. Heaviness may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. And in my prosperity I said, I shall never be removed. Thou, Lord of thy goodness, hast made my hill so strong. Thou didst turn thy face from me, and I was troubled. Then cried I unto thee, O Lord, and got me to my Lord right humbly. What profit is there in my blood, when I go down into the pit? Shall the dust give thanks unto thee, or shall it declare thy truth? Hear, O Lord, and have mercy upon me. Lord, be thou my helper. 
Thou hast turned my heaviness into joy. Thou hast put off my sackcloth and girded me with gladness. Therefore shall every good man sing of thy praise without ceasing. O my God, I will give thanks unto thee forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twelfth verse of the eighth chapter of the book of Proverbs. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence, and find out knowledge and discretion. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogance, and the evil way, and the perverse mouth I hate. Counsel is mine, and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. By me kings reign, and rulers decree justice. By me princes rule, and nobles, all the judges of the earth. I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently will find me. Riches and honor are with me, enduring riches and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, yes, than fine gold, and my revenue than choice silver. I traverse the way of righteousness in the midst of the paths of justice. Here endeth the first lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the sixth chapter of the Epistle to the Ephesians. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. And you, fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. Bond servants, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, in sincerity of heart, as to Christ, not with eye service, as men pleasers, but as bond servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart with good will doing service as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, whether he is a slave or free. And you masters do the same things to them, giving up threatening, knowing that your own master also is in heaven, 
and there is no partiality with him. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And for me, that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak, but that you also may know my affairs and know how I am do doing, Tychicus, a beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord, will make all things known to you whom I have sent to you for this very purpose, that you may know our affairs and that he may comfort your hearts. Peace to the brethren and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all those who love our Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity. Amen. Here endeth the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, 
maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us, and grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us, and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty and ever everlasting God, who does govern all things in heaven and earth, mercifully hear the supplications of thy people, and grant us thy peace all the days of our life, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, the knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom. Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. <clears throat> in the teaching of Ephesians 6, where we close out the epistle to the Ephesians, we always have to bear in mind that these sort of instructions for the ordering of families, and, and here at yesterday with husbands and wives, and now it's parents and children, are all understood in reference to the kingdom of God. These are not instructions of how best to make it, you know, how best to make it in the world, although as, as chapter six begins, it'll probably go well better with children if they honor the authority of their parents. But the whole point here is that with the beginning of Ephesians talking about God has out of two people, Jew and Gentile, made one new people. So these Ephesians have been brought into the reality of God's covenant promises. They're now part of God's covenant people. They're participating in, the, in this reality of redemption. And so first was the theological principle, and then we get the behavioral exhortations. And so even, for example, the, the, the somewhat to modern ears problematic, bond servants be obedient to those who are your masters. Now, in, in the ancient world, the, the bondservant here was some that was a normal labor arrangement, and it, it wasn't quite exa it wasn't exactly like, uh, you know, more modern slavery, but just the same, 
the, the point of, of being obedient is that not that um, the, the point of being obedient comes at the end of the passage where he says, um, knowing that whatever good anyone does to receive the same from the Lord, that the obedience that is offered to the, to the sort of authority you're under now on earth, as you honor the authority, you're doing it as unto Christ. And Christ himself will reward us for our faithfulness in honoring authority. And, and part of this has to do with the idea that sin itself was a rebellion against authority. It was the disordering of the marital relationship as, as that was dislodged. It was a re rebellion against God. So in redemption, our, our ability to come under authority, to submit to authority as unto the Lord, and we'll get that... Um, eventually in our Sunday epistles from Romans when when St. Paul talks about the government, you know, that that you're that this is he is the he will say of Caesar, he is the minister of God, uh, because there's an authority God doesn't exist, God's not lawless. So and and part of this is the idea of submission as we talked about yesterday, which is a a fundamentally Christian disposition that we we are we who are rebellious by nature now are submitting ourselves in faith and obedience to Christ, and the outgrowth of that is that we honor the various authorities God has put in place. This doesn't mean that we can never um, utter uh, a protest against unjust authority. It does mean that it always must be with humility. And, and there's never a justification to do something wrong uh, in protest against something that is done wrong by the authority. There's always this, this need to, because the point is we're making our case in life, not to, to, um, to the rulers of this world or, or to anybody in this world to have them recognize us, and, but, to, but to God. And the ultimate, like Jesus in the resurrection, the ultimate case for making is to the Father so that he will justify us. And the overarching concern of the Christian life is to maintain that innocence in the face of all that, so that we can stand. And that kind of gets into the point about the spiritual battle. He talks about the well-known passage about spiritual warfare. The, the key thing in this whole passage is that it's not... Uh, it's really not an offensive battle. That is, St. Paul says, to go out and defeat all the powers of the evil one. This state in this framework of the powers of the evil have been defeated by our Lord on the, on the cross. So what he says here is, you put on the armor of God in order to stand, to hold on to that relationship that we have now with God in Christ through the Holy Spirit, because what temptation tries to do is take that away from us. Rather than walking in love and obedience and unity in the church, being witnesses to Christ in the world, temptation make, tries to lure us away to um, you know, something in the world we want, the temptations of the world or, or the flesh, our appetites getting the best of us and wanting something that is that is, is not going to be good for us. And then the ultimate demonic temptation is to give up our faith. We some so discouraged, we'd say, I'm done. So we're holding on to this, and that, that's the whole idea of the whole armor of God. We may be able to stand, and that's really what the life of prayer is about, is always coming back to, you know, to sort of the reality of that relationship with God and Christ of the Spirit, remembering who we are, being renewed in that, and then 
putting on the armor so as we live life in the world, we're not pulled away from our faith into, um, you know, sort of unfaithfulness or disobedience. And that's, and, and so we're doing, so everything we do in life is done with reference to the kingdom of God. What does Christ call me to do in this situation? And resisting the temptation to say, what do I want? Or what am I mad about? Fighting, so we're fighting the battle of Christ, not our own battle. And that's a constant temptation in the Christian life because we get offended and we're, we're tempted to, to, to lash out out of our own anger. And, and so it's always to come back and, and fight the right battle. And that's to understand that this is the right framework of, of life would tie back into Proverbs. That's wisdom to know where we're headed, to know that we're behaving in a certain way because our life is oriented towards the verdict of our Lord on the last day, not simply to get uh, things we might want in, in time. So a few thoughts on the lessons. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but on our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Thursday. Thank you. Thank you so much. Happy Thursday. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Bye, kiddos.
Bye-bye, everyone. Bye.